Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. A streaming comedy variety show? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and you're going to learn all about it in this hour of the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. Streaming live, doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, and uh, in for Colleen today is none other than Miss Shannon Paul. Hello, thank you for having me, Bradley. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. And I do want to hear all about comedy through the chaos because I've seen. Um, you posting about it. I actually uh, admit that I didn't get to sit down and watch it until oh, sure. last night for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm so glad I did. Uh, and I'm so glad that you're here to talk about it. Can you just tell us about Comedy Through the Chaos? Well, Comedy Through the Chaos, the the title was a concept that I started. Uh, I was I was workshopping a couple of years ago um, where we wanted to be able to do a combination of not only stand up and storytelling, but use it in an effort to destigmatize and shine the light on different topics that are going on right now. And so who would have thought that by the time we actually launched it, we really would know what chaos like, meant right? at the perfect moment. Exactly. And originally we were going to have a series of shows at the New Hope Cinema Grill on Mother's Day weekend. And I had talked to some friends. We were going to film them and then we were going to uh, we picked a topic and then we were going to film those shows and then have a roundtable discussion later film that as well piece it all together as a mini series that'll eventually end up on amazon prime well before that could occur boom we're in a pandemic and so live shows were the thing and i sat down with my team and i'm like okay well what we really wanted was a tv show is what it turns down we wanted a tv show so how do we get that done and we were really happy to be able to support the venue new hope cinema grill they came back and they said hey if you want to do a professional streaming show from our space it's dark right now nobody's using it um and you know my you know our our, my production team really wanted to still produce this show and we really wanted to shine a light on the topics that we had planned so we started with a six episode arc of topics that's where we're in the midst of now we just showed our fourth episode last we debuted that last night um and it's been it's been interesting to be able to showcase these performers and these stories even in the midst of everything we have going on right now because all the things we're talking about like our first episode was on mental health and mental illness and then we moved on to addiction and recovery and all of those things are still happening and still highly important right now and then it's layered with a pandemic frosting on top of it yeah and so it, yeah it, it seems you know it, uh, that you can be topical but also the topics um you know just cover all of life and humanity so it you know it's broad enough that it it doesn't have to be in this moment but it certainly is addressing the moment as well the the thing that i loved about it is you very very um you're able to navigate through different formats 
Um, so you've got a little bit of stand up, you've right. got a little bit of storytelling, you've got the comedy of, you know, the cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, talk me through how you sort of piece all of those things together. You know, that was what has been most exciting for me, you know, as someone who kind of came from a, 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 a performance background where it was always you got on stage, like learning to be the executive producer of a show like this. Yep. It's a different it, it took kind of a different skill set. You know, I was used to how do I produce my radio show? So I've done that. I've produced live performances, but to have it all work and, and figure out what our our uh, all the components are and how we thought they would work yeah. really was, you know, an evolution. Um, and I think we have a really good model right now. We have some, you know, we'll pick a topic and then we have um, a, a skit usually that includes like the bitter baker, who is a friend of mine, you know, Tiffany Norton, a very funny comedian who also does that. And we can so use just, it. So do you just produce each of those individually? And yes. Then, um, and then because they, they flow together so nicely. So basically I, I sat up with the, uh, I sat a script and then I work with my two producers and we go, okay, well, here's what the topic that we're going to do. Yep. And then I'll write all of the scripts that, that tie everything together. Then Tiffany will go, oh, that's the subject matter. She'll create a segment that's on it. I'll uh, talk to performers who I know have stories like that. Cause that's the other thing we get to do is not only do they perform their pieces that are about the subject matter, we'll sit down and we'll talk with them. You know, about it and not so much about how did you craft this joke, but what is your life like that this is where you're at? What's your like we sat down with a comedian, Michael Thorne, who's talked about his recovery journey and and what he's done in the in his performances. But to actually do an interview with them to talk about it and how did it end up in his act? Not how did you write the joke? I think we've seen that, but it's who are you and how do you use this to make yourself? Why do you decide to talk about these things? And what's your point, your, your point of view? So that part has been fantastic. I'm really happy I get to do that. And after the, the killing of George Floyd, I mean, one of the things that we can do with our show is I did an episode that was just on community trauma and yep. talking to a therapist about what's going on and, 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 and showcasing that. Cause real talk, Bradley, Hey, things, there were a lot of serious things that were going on before. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we had all these things like we didn't have to you welcome know, to this moment. That's been around forever. Exactly. And so for us to do an episode on pride and pride month and talk about some of these issues and showcase, you know, all LGBTQIA plus performers who didn't get a chance to perform at pride this year here in the Twin Cities yep. because we didn't have a, a venue that felt isn't, wonderful. Isn't it interesting that like you have because I think about um, all of the conversations we're having right now. But um, just because Pride was yesterday, I think about mm-hmm. you have all of these people who may be used to having a voice uh, for Pride weekend because right. they're able to get up on a stage or they're able to be on a float. Um, and they're not having that moment and they're thinking to themselves, oh, I'm missing out. This is sad that I yep. can't do the thing. But then I think about all of the voices that for every other pride leading up to this moment who've never had a voice and how the lesson for for the first group of people is to remember that, you know, their their privilege that they're just realizing they don't have, which is totally uh, sort of synonymous with uh, the killing of George Floyd at that moment. You know, there are all these people showing up hearing about or um, realizing that there are people without a voice. Right. And it's like, yeah. And the lesson is that happened for years. Exactly. Like now people are for, for the first time learning the word systematic yeah. you know, kind of thing and these things that we're talking about. And that was kind of what I wanted to do with the show in the first place is to shine a light on some of these things so that if you were sitting at home and you're watching this show, yes, it's funny. And I think it's a good entry level way for people who are in the midst of recovery to go. It's not just me and to not feel 
ashamed or embarrassed that they have the storyline. It's like, you know, not only can you have it and what it, how it impacts your life, but here's somebody who not only went through a similar journey to yours, but has managed to figure out a way to see the funny in it. And so hopefully that is freeing for people. How can people who haven't seen Comedy Through the Chaos access it? Ah, you can just look for Comedy Through the Chaos on Facebook and YouTube. We are available on both of those. And so the plan is we are we're streaming all of the episodes. We have two more in this first run. So we'll have one coming up uh, next Sunday is when we drop the new ones. But they're always available online on Facebook and YouTube. So next week we're going to drop our episode that is on um, personal independence since it's Independence Day weekend. We're doing personal independence. So stories of that. And then we are going to wrap up this uh, particular season with broke as a joke. So we're talking about unemployment and finances. I feel like a lot of people are going to want to tune in for that. Yeah, and they're, you know, they're really fun. We we go through the gamut of emotions. You'll see some fantastic performers on them. And then we also include, you know, a little subject matter expert in each episode. So, you know, if we're talking about finances, we'll wrap up with a financial expert that can give you some tips. And you'll be wearing cosplay. You were, what were you? Oh, I did cosplay. Okay, the one that you saw, so the one we did last week was was one on FOMO and anxiety. And we put a geek spin on that one because, uh, you know, a lot of things that were canceled were also our geek things, like our geek conventions, and those things are gone too. So this was an excuse for us to do our cosplay. We're very excited about that one. And that's a perfect uh, transition to the next topic because I want to talk about missing out on all of the sci-fi geek stuff. Love to. Let's nerd out in the next segment Mm -hmm. uh, when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. All right, I know there's a lot, if you love science fiction, that you're missing out on right now. <laughs> At least Miss Shannon and I are. And that's what we're going to talk about here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Uh, Miss Shannon in for Colleen today and Rob helping us run the board. Thank you guys both for making the most out of your Monday. Bradley, is, is Miss Colleen um, a big sci-fi fantasy geek as well? You know, no? she's got her own... I mean, I wouldn't call her a sci-fi geek, but Does she's she got dabble? her own... Yeah, she's got her own geekdom. Okay, that's um, fair. She, You know, her, the equivalent of her geekdom would be like... Little House on the Prairie. I think that that's would be very her, valid. Her like um, convention, right? And I think that that you know, it's it's. I'm glad you bring it up that way because everybody has their you know. When we hear the word geek, I think that there are people lean into it from a particular de- uh, definition, and that yep. is not the case. Everybody's a geek about something. Oh. I say that all the time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to feel apologetic when I'd be like, well, I'm a nerd about blah, blah. It's like, no, everybody is. Has a thing. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you and you make up for it in other things. So I'm not worried about it at all anymore. And in your last episode of Comedy Through the Chaos, you did reference this moment that everybody's going through. And especially for those who love science fiction um, and fan conventions of right. all kinds, you're missing out right now because those conventions are not happening. Exactly. And I, you know, bring it up, you know, from a couple of different perspectives, like one of the largest fan driven sci-fi conventions in the Midwest is the one that we have here in Minnesota called Convergence that normally happens sometime between July 4th uh, weekend and August. They've had the dates had to float over the last couple of years, but that came out a couple of weeks ago that they were canceling for this year and pushing to next year. Um, like a lot of things. I mean, there's been uh, all the way down. We can deep dive down to like knitting conventions that oh, yeah. have like, been canceled. Oh, there's genealogy. Con- exactly. You know, I'm a nerd about genealogy and I'm also a nerd about um, like, you know, right now in this moment, sourdough. There is literally a convention for <laughs> of everything. Of course there is. And, and so, everybody's out there going, oh God, we can't go to whatever con. Because there was a thing about having um, a gathering of like-minded human beings yeah. at these things. And, and I think part of that also comes from 
you even mentioned that you've gotten less apologetic about the things you were into, oh, but sure. it's very freeing to be at a convention that is all full of people who are like-minded. Cause even if you're into something that quote unquote is more mainstream, like, okay, if you're into like Baywatch, everybody across, you know, there was yeah. fans all over the world, but it's still, I would like to be surrounded by people who love what I love as much as I do. When you find yourself in groups of people who are like-minded about a particular, you know, storyline or universe or whatever it is, where are you? Like, where are you centering yourself? Or I should say, where are you placing yourself in that conversation? Because I know very distinctly where I sit usually right. in those moments. You know, normally I live in the sci-fi fantasy world geekdom. That yeah. is my primary geekdom. You know, it kind of starts from... You know, I flutter into the comic book world. I flutter into the video game world because there's some crossover of all of those things in those. But I'm, you know, book reader nerd, you know, that, you know seen every Lord of the Rings movie, grew up watching Doctor Who, you know, had comic books. You, when are I was you a kid. Harry Potter? You know, I Lord watch Harry, po Harry Potter. I watch it. I dabble, I, but I am not deep dive. But I love either. being a wizard. You know, I've read yeah. all the books. I've watched. I, I own all the movies. You know, I play the Harry Potter Wizard United video game. Um, but that is so you, you know, dabble. You I dabble. dabble. Yeah, I, so, I just don't because I'm like you know I, everything I need is over here in Lord of the Rings, man. <laughs> I got all the spells and witches and. But it actually is a whole different feeling to it because the thing about Harry Potter versus and and sorry to everybody who doesn't know this about geeks. Here's the thing about Harry Potter world versus Lord of the Rings world. Lord, Harry Potter it gives you that feeling of being able to somehow be accepted into that. Like you can trick yourself into thinking, well, maybe I do have this hidden magical feeling that I could end up at Hogwarts. Sure. Maybe, you know, and, and I that think you're that you're just like a mysterious door. Exactly. Away from, yeah. Right. Like it's your opening a wardrobe and ending up in Narnia. It's going down a rabbit hole and ending, you know, in Alice in Wonderland. You know, it's that has that, which Lord of the Rings doesn't. Lord of the True. Rings has its own world. Yeah. Love that world. Yeah. But there's no way that I accidentally end up in it. Like no. he, Lord you know, of the Rings is like, maybe it was history, but it's right. definitely in the past. Because who knows? Maybe I really was a wizard when I was a kid and my mom just didn't know how to foster that in well, me and I should have been there. I never so, thought of it that way. So that's why I love that world is it does go, I could enter that. Or, and I think if you come from, if you're... If you're if you're if you're a person that goes, I feel like I don't fit in and I'm just looking to find where I fit in. I think it's a good allegory for that, mm -hmm. because that's a lot of what it is, is that, you know, Harry wasn't in the right place and in the right community. You know, his his family wasn't taking care of. Him. He had, you know, yes, all these things happened to him and his parents died. That's beyond that. I but he still wasn't where he was supposed to be. And then he found his people and ended up at Hogwarts. I love that you're able to even find appreciation for those you know, universes or worlds that you're maybe not living in full time. Right, right. Because a lot of times I just look down my nose. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm not. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 and use code BTPod50 to get 50% off. That's code BTPod50 at Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline into that whole Harry Potter thing. <laughs> Not as I, good as Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it, I mean, and I, I think I'm just better Bradley at going, it's all different, yeah. and it may not be my fandom, mm-hmm. but I can still appreciate it, and I try to, like... I know from from being a kid that was into like nerdy books, in yep. quote-unquote nerdy books, mm-hmm. and what it felt like when people didn't like what I liked, and I just enjoy watching people light up about whatever thing they're into. Yeah. So, oh, so if sure. you're super into something and I don't know about it, like, you know, I have friends that are super into The Bachelor. I have never seen an episode of The Bachelor but when all they the way talk through. About it, you're they're like, so excited. I'll sit and listen to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like when we have Elizabeth Reese on to talk about uh, or to do the Dirt Alert show. She's obsessed with The Bachelor. And when she starts <laughs> talking about it, I'm like, oh, OK, well, maybe I actually do find it mildly interesting. Probably Correct. not enough to watch an episode, but yeah. I'll listen to her talk. Right. About and it. when she talks about it, too, I go, I'm going to watch next week. And then I don't. And then you don't, but, <laughs> but, I but love you have it. the moment. Yeah, yeah. So I that's agree. all that matters. I agree. So what are you missing out on right now? Because I will tell you very specifically for me, I this the pandemic has, has rendered the um, release of Star Trek mm-hmm. Discovery Season 3 moot. Like, we don't know when it's coming. At they least. just said it's on hold. I saw that note. Yeah, that note. so mm-hmm. that just, uh, that leaves me very specifically crying out for a series that, you know, I'm like I need I need my discovery, and they took a pivot. Yeah, yeah, they they left you in a place where you really wanted to see what was happening yeah, in I, season three. I agree with you. Do you mm-hmm. like that? I like that, that series. Yeah. yeah, you know, it took me a minute to warm up to it as a you know as as a Trekkie. I, I didn't dislike it. It what's just your, took a minute. What's your favorite? Um... Uh, incarnation of, of Star um, Trek? Probably just to, 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 to be disruptive, Deep Space Nine. It's like just, Interesting. I love Deep Space Nine. Tell I love the storyline. I liked the concept of, of the way, because everybody had to come to them, kind of. And so watching people come through, you know, and, and, and the, instead the con- of the reverse correct where it was like because it was easier when you were doing um old school star trek or next generation it was the big bad of the week we showed up aliens things happened yeah and it's kind of that happened but it was a matter of them coming to deep space nine and what happened and you had to f- had this fixed location that still had to manage to figure out how it would thrive in the midst of other things happening around it. So I liked that one most. And then I'll go back to Next Generation. Um, you've but- just now done that thing where you've given me a reason to watch something <laughs> that I didn't want to watch. Ta-da! <laughs> well, that'll continue throughout the show. Yes. No doubt. When we come back, though, we need to talk about Lord and Lady D-Bag. Please. So we will do so right here on Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071. Well, what celebrity is behaving badly? We're going to find out in just a moment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. It's Monday and we're streaming live, of course, and we're on the app. So please download the My Talk app if you haven't already. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Miss Shannon. Hello, hello. And uh, I think we'll get right to the D bags and Rob. 
Yes. Were, were you able to find our lovely music for our D-Bag segment? Is it this button here? Presenting yes. Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. <laughs> In this moment, sometimes the buttons are there, sometimes they're not. <laughs> Rob found the button. We're golden! Yay. And we're talking about celebrities behaving badly. I want to be honest with you. I was actually kind of happy when you said, did I have anybody that was really just, you know, you know, peeing me off right now? Yeah. And I kind of don't, not anybody, just a regular celebrity, I yeah, don't yeah, think. Yeah. And I was kind of... I was happy about that because normally I'm like, I have five, you know? Yeah. Well, enjoy that moment while it lasts because it's not going to last very No, long. it won't. I'm sure. <laughs> At least we hope not for the purposes of this segment. Exactly. But I do in the meantime, in between time, uh, while you're waiting to fester some resentment toward a celebrity, want to bring your attention to one Khloe Kardashian. Now, Miss mm. Shannon, yes. I understand that people in the outside world away from Colleen and Bradley most days might not realize the conversation we've been having about Chloe Kardashian. So I want to catch you up because okay. I don't know how much you do. You pay attention to Chloe on a, on a uh, regular basis. No, and here's here's the proof. I pay attention to the Kardashians as a um, as a blight on society in general. So I, <laughs> I, like I do read that. like when they pop yeah. up, I read them, and I keep saying, "Well, I'm going to tap out of it," and I can't because they are fantastic and making you continue to read it. Right? But I get them confused. The only one, if they walked past me on the street, and I would know it was if it was Kim. Yeah, like the rest of them, I got them all jumbled. Well, I know t- that there's a Chloe and a Courtney and a what's the other one? Chloe, Chloe Courtney, Courtney, Kylie, Kylie, and then Kendall. Kim. Kendall. See, Kim. I those other four. And then Mama Chris. Man, if Chris or Kim walked by, I would recognize them. I love that you said that Kim's the only one you would recognize because yeah. here's the truth. Even okay. if you thought you would recognize Chloe, you wouldn't. Why? Uh, because why? the face you see on social media and beyond is not the face as it exists in reality, which is why, <laughs> again, and for our listeners who've been listening to us, know that Chloe Kardashian lately has been posting these photos to her Instagram account. And I think, let me just double check. I did op- uh, put a link there for her Instagram. Okay. So she posted another photo that does not look anything <laughs> like her actual person, which drives us completely nuts. Okay, I'm looking at the show. picture of, of what one of the pictures That's, of Chloe. Yeah. Okay. So now the the picture that she posted most recently, like 13 hours ago, <laughs> birthday glam. Tomorrow I'm flooding my timeline with party pics. By oh, the way, you, I'm, oh, I'm right. loving my brown hair. <laughs> I never thought I would say that blonde blah, blah, blah words. I don't care. Please just look at her face. And this is not about making fun of her face. This is about pointing out that her face does not look like her actual face. Right. I agree with you completely. Even within the old, the same the same post, if you scroll through the slideshow. It looks like a different woman. It's a totally different woman. Right? Like that first right. picture, she has shaved about... You know, I don't know. She shaved at least three to four inches off of her face. Yeah. I don't know where it went. And it's yeah, it, it it is so drastically different that it makes me think that it's one of those Photoshop. Like when you have those Photoshop fails, yeah. When you put two pictures that's together, what that's what it looks like to and me. And if you look through her previous, uh, there was another photo in her Instagram, and listeners might remember that we called her out for this because. Uh, well, actually, there's a bunch of them. I mean, where do we even start? But there was one in particular. Uh, where she's wearing sort of a bustier, a white bustier. Yeah. And her boobs are actually glowing. It's like, <laughs> wh- whose boobs are... That's a superpower. Right? 
Do you so, have like a <laughs> like what filter lives for in the there. boobs? Right, like <laughs> that's that that fancy dusting powder. I guess they've got over there. Like yeah, you put a little glow on your cheeks, and then all the glow there. She's got fancy filters. <laughs> What I, what, what? Here's the thing I think is interesting because they show all these pictures of what's going on at her birthday. Yeah. And one of them includes the fact that they created a giant blow up slide with her face on it. Yeah. And you're right. The face that you see on the top of the slide looks like a picture from like six months ago. Not the picture that she posted yesterday on. Online. Yeah. Yeah. She I mean, literally, she is the queen of like never looking the same twice. And I always wonder, like, you know, eventually people are going to see you in person. I mean, we might not. Like, I don't know if we're ever going to cross paths with Khloe Kardashian. But like there's somebody out there who today in the real world is going to walk across Khloe Kardashian and be like, wait a minute. That's not you. Right. Like, what is the point of changing your appearance so much? on social media that it doesn't even represent who you are in reality. Is it one of those things I feel like they're also good at explaining away things like when it turned out that they were getting the one that was getting the plastic surgery or the injections on her lips who said that she wasn't and then it turned out that she was. Yeah. It's why do you I don't understand why they try to pretend like they aren't. Yeah. Doing those things. You know that's what I never get like that's a lot of work as if you couldn't just Google Kylie from like five years ago and say, okay, well, if you didn't get injections, then you have some sort of allergy. Right. And that's what everybody does. Are literally right. twice the size so of I have work. decided, and this is what I, my general opinion, every time they do something that seems like a misstep, yeah. I am now of the, the, the different conspiracy that it's all intentional. They oh. intentionally do all these things. They know that we'll talk about them more if they put up some picture that doesn't make sense or if, if Kim names her, you know, some, some name, some, some clothing line and a, a culturally appropriative name. It's all intentional. It's yeah. all intentional because they are the reason why I know anything about them is every time I go, I'm going to tap out. They do something so aggressively ridiculous that I'm like, well, I guess I'm paying attention. Yeah. You know, like I remember and then you kick yourself for paying attention. I don't even kick myself for it because I know, well, they are good at their job. That's yeah. why they're billionaires. Yeah. And I'm you know, I, if I was willing to be famous just for being famous and do anything ridiculous, we could well not be them, but we could be more famous than we probably are now. Yeah. If we had different standards, we yeah. just don't. Well, I could go out in the middle of the street and I don't know. There are just so many ways that you could get attention. Exactly. It just seems, it seems like it, it, beyond just a lot of work, very tiring after a while to hold up this facade of, you know, being completely. And it is a lot of work, but it's the work that they have chosen to do. Some of us decide to go to school and become doctors and lawyers and DJs. They decided that they're going to spend all their time at home curating their social media empire and being famous for being famous. And And it's a family job. Yes, exactly. It's a family job. Which has to create a whole different dynamic. Like it's today. Rob, you need to lose it on, on Twitter. Yep. Because they're not talking about us. We're not in the news cycle. Yep. And they all sit there and they get their, their dice and they roll them and they say, whose job is it to flip out or do something ridiculous so we can stay in the news cycle? And here's a sign of how talented they are doing this. They're also having to remember to do this in terms of the timeline for the show. Mm-hmm. So like their real life can't necessarily be out in the open. They have to curate exactly what they're sharing out in the open so that it times well and with the next episode. Up. Of their reality show. Agreed. Yeah. Masterminds. So we respect them? Yeah. Yeah. I would say and it in exactly that tone. In exactly that tone. <laughs> right. Well, Chloe Kardashian, I respect you for your face that is not actually your face. Also, right. she's talking about how she loves her brown hair. 
can I just point out, like, did you thank the person you bought it from? Because that's not your hair. <laughs> your stylist did a fantastic job on the recent color. I mean, there's like maybe some Velcro that you just snapped that on. <laughs> and like, I, I'm not going to hate on that as somebody who is not who, who's not afraid to have a little piece. Oh, hey, look, I am not as a person who has several pieces in his basement right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am not complaining, but yeah. acting like it's your own. Agreed. Agreed. I think that that is, you know, you need to de- de- demystify yeah. the, the hair piece. <laughs> I mean, if I have on my faux shoot, pony, if I my would faux say pony start, is wearing. Start the day in one hairdo, end it in another one. Yes, I mean, I am you? all for right. it. Also, then you don't have to worry about, it's like I, I was wearing hats until literally this, you've seen me in person now. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people uh, I haven't come into contact with in the last three months. I literally just got my hair cut for the first time over the weekend. So, uh-huh. um, I so was you didn't like it was that in between length. You oh, didn't. No. You weren't feeling it. Get it? No, get it away. <laughs> Here's what I decided to do: is that I was trying to, and I don't, and I, I, I may not do this. I told myself because I needed to build up my little financial cushion mm-hmm. <laughs> after I bought this house. So I told myself if I can just hold off for the next six months, don't pay anybody to do my nails, don't pay anybody to do my hair, and then I put my gym membership on home on hold because I definitely, I, des- I technically can work out at home. So I'm like, okay, save that money. Yeah. Of the things that I would probably give up on first it'll be my hair like if anything makes me run back to the salon that would be the first thing i think i'd give up on Mm -hmm. we'll see well i'm trying to i'm trying to get some resolve yes (laughs) (laughs) uh speaking of resolve when we come back we have to talk a little bit more about the um to keep it in the kardashian family Mm -hmm. that bodyguard the ex-bodyguard of kanye west i want to talk about that story a little bit more because i think it's an allegory for you know celebrity at large mm-hmm. and um you actually pointed out a, a few things in the dirt alert about that that i think are, are worth repeating we'll do that when we come back right here on my talk 1071. if you once worked for the kardashians or kanye west now is your chance <laughs> to get attention because that's exactly what one individual is doing and we're going to tell you about him in just a moment here on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071. i'm bradley trainer along with miss shannon paul hey, uh, filling in for Colleen. She'll be back tomorrow. Rob running the board while Holly is off gallivanting around the world on vacation. What nice. is that, you ask? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm very excited to find out. I think I'm actually going to go somewhere at the end of the month. Fingers oh. crossed. We'll see. Godspeed, <sighs> Mr. Trainer. Godspeed. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, travel in the time of pandemic is a very weird thing, mm-hmm. which I hope we will discuss at some point, but not right now. I did want to go back, double back a little bit to this story. Rob, I think you brought this up in our Dirt Alert about Kanye West's ex-bodyguard who um, is essentially calling Kanye a bully after they threatened to sue. Yeah, he said he was the neediest, moodiest client he ever had as mm-hmm. a bodyguard. And worst tipper. I read that in the, oh. in the See, that's the kind of stuff I want to know about. Right. That that tells a lot about a person. Exactly. When because, you could be an outstanding ticker, tipper and you choose not to be. Well, and why anybody in the world would be a bad tipper? Like, it is the easiest thing to do, tip, right? And yeah. it's not putting you out that much. I mean, I understand if maybe, you know, you were... Um, I don't know, trying to pinch pennies. But. There's no excuse. I have I have a friend that I actually stopped going out to restaurants with because he had some random, it shouldn't be this way reason for why he didn't tip people. And I said, well, then you no longer get to choose to go places where they serve you. Yeah. If, if you're upset with the system, mm-hmm. fine. But that means you need to not be part of it because it is not this server's fault. Yeah, you don't need you to have take a it out on the individual. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't find it. I find it completely distasteful when people are, you know, uh, don't want to tip. It's not, you know, that's the way the methodology has been created. 
They yep. took this job. You decided to come eat here. Just do it. Even if you just do what the regular amount would be. Exactly. The 20%. You don't have to give them their whole paycheck. Well, but you should do something. Steve Stanoulis, this is this guy, and he mm-hmm. he alerted us to uh, his, you know, opinions about <laughs> Kanye West. I think, oh gosh, when was he on this podcast? It was a couple months ago. Right. In fact, we talked about it. And, um, oh gosh. Like he was the, in like May. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a long, well, I guess that's not a long time ago, but it seems <laughs> like a long time ago. In the grand scheme of our lives lately, that is decades. You're right. And, mm-hmm. you know, he talked about this um, on the podcast, and it was very interesting. I When I first saw the story, I thought, how is this going to go down with Kim and Kanye? Because I don't feel like you go out in the public and say really harsh and critical things about Kanye West without him responding. Of course not. Right? No. But then that begs the question, were you looking for a response? This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Because you wanted to get attention. And you talked a little bit about this when we first brought this up, Miss uh, Shannon. Mm-hmm. Because it's clear, I think, that this whole story is really just about him trying to get attention. Exactly. Using Kanye West's right. name. Right. Because otherwise, like, so this guy, Steve's like a, a former, you know, a retired NYPD police officer. He takes this job with Kanye and then he's seeing, I felt like he was just waiting to be able to tell these stories. And this is the only thing that I think is part of it is sour grapes and why he's doing this is that part of what he said on that interview is he's doing things like, well, you know, you don't have to be best friends with me, but you can't even talk to this guy and he's this. And if I'm trying to like, you know, protect you and, and, and I might get hurt, the least you can do is be nice to me is basically what he's saying. I'm yeah. parav- paraphrasing. So either he was like, well, I'm going to be bodyguard to the stars and it'll be like this whole thing where we'll all be friends. <laughs> And we'll hang out and I'll be part of the crew, not just an employee. Not only did that not happen, it turned out that his employer, which any of us that watch reality shows or read any news about Kanye West, turned out to be difficult mm-hmm. and have all these you know, really complex demands. And then the Steve fella has the nerve to be shocked that Kim and Kanye are complex people to work for. Well, I was going to say, you. I feel like you don't sign up for this line of work without accepting the fact that you're going to be encountering people that you're probably not used to encountering right Right. because and and you would expect i i don't know i just think if i were going into a job like this i would expect i'm going to learn a lot about these people that the rest of the world doesn't know Mm -hmm. and part of the part of the game is that i'm going to keep that stuff to myself uh which will keep me gainfully employed right or you you go into it and you go can i can i keep my my head low enough that they don't ask me to sign anything, mm-hmm. and the minute I quit or I get fired, I'm going to tell everything yeah. and get paid. Well, now, the, the the reason we're talking about this story now is that apparently he's saying he never signed a confidentiality mm-hmm. agreement. You know, of course, uh, we knew that Kanye, Kim and Kanye sent off a cease and desist letter. This was back at, I think, the first part of June, threatening to sue him if he didn't stop, you know, flapping his trap. But then he says in response to his lawyer, um, I didn't actually sign a confidentiality agreement. So what do you think is really the reason that he at this point is saying you're a bully and I'm not, you know, I'm not playing by your game. He's definitely trying to, I think, uh, 
portray himself as the wounded party in this so that he can spin it into some other career. So because because if he's trying to be like celebrity bodyguard for the rest of his career, going out there and spilling the beans like this isn't going to get him another job. Bad move. Right. And so obviously he's trying to pivot into something else. Well, like you know what the something else is? hmm. He's, I think he's a director. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's, or at least I know he's involved in behind the scenes in movies. Hmm. In fact, he has a movie, um, and I think this story brings it up, um, with Tara Reid, really? of all people. Which makes me just, I mean, it, it, it totally just sells the point that he is trying, you know, he knows he's done with the bodyguard thing. He doesn't mm-hmm. need to worry about protecting his image for that. So he can go over here and get attention for his movie projects. Right. Because right. out of the side of the mouth, people will say, oh, this guy who used to be the you know security guard for Kim and Kanye or Kanye at that time, um, also now doing movies, blah, 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 blah. Because I think some people take that job for that reason as well. So if you're saying all that and I hadn't seen it before, maybe he was thinking he'd get in with them and they'd end up being his patrons. And they're like, hell. Maybe you'll executive produce my movies or yep. do something. So he thought he'd get he'd get insider treatment from Kanye and Kim, which he didn't did not get the get. access that he yep, wanted. He didn't. Yep. He didn't get the access. He didn't get the support. They didn't act, you know, open any doors for him. So now he's like, well, I'll go out and open my own doors. Hmm. Well, good luck to him. It's I mean, just he's, slimy, though. I, I think it's, you know, even if they are terrible people. I think trying to build your career on walking around and telling other people like he's not saying anything in here that we wouldn't. Guess or I assume, guess. Or yeah, assume. right? You know, I'm like, okay, he's, oh, I wasn't shocked by, it or like, I didn't think it was any like amazing drop, you know, bomb dropping revelation. Kanye puts on a wig at twelve o'clock every day what? and you what? know dances the macarena. <laughs> I mean, right. that those are the stories that I want. Frankly. I want to hear them, but I still wouldn't be shocked by that if that turned out to be how his OCD manifests itself. I'd go, <laughs> sure thing, all right, because I'm kind of at that point that every time Kanye says something, I go. Sure, because he does stuff too. I think he leans into some of his oh, his things, yes. like, and 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 I try to give him a wide swatch as much as possible because I do have friends that um, live every day with mental health challenges and do all those kind of things. So I don't want him to be an example for what it's like to be in that scenario. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes I do think he just does things to gaslight people oh, because he's sure. Kanye West, and that's how he 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 functions and he knows that he's going to get a response out of exactly. people when he says certain things which right. i think about two years ago mm-hmm. was it two years ago again timing is off but i feel like it was about two years ago where he w- would garner the attention of everyone for a hot minute exactly um, because he would say something some nonsensical embarrassingly you know backhanded thing to say and he would just do it so i think sometimes he would say things intentionally to create a backlash you know, which makes total sense that he married Kim because we just said she does the same thing. Their whole family is good at going. Any press is good press. You know, we don't the, care. The fascinating thing about the Kardashians and Kanye West in particular, like I, I do think Kanye West is an incredibly creative, talented person in terms of like I may not like the art that he's creating, or I may not, re- it may not resonate with me, or I may not relate to it, but. Clearly, I I can see that, you know, he has there is a a creativity and an energy behind what he does. Right. What's um, where was I going with that? What I think is interesting is that, you know, he's teamed up with Kim Kardashian, who Kim Kardashian, these people are so everything is all about showing you them doing nothing more than living their life. Right. Right. The premise is like reality, blah, blah. Right. But it's so the opposite of anything real that the actual story is what I would love to see. Like, I would actually love to see how people at the level of Kim and Kanye 
That's so like their life seems 7 so curated. To what is it 7 really p.m. Do? Just show me what your life actually looks like because I think that's far more fascinating than like the next episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians because I know that's just stuff that they want me to see. Right. And we know we're never going to see that. And if yeah. we're and 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 maybe part of the reason why they are so good at creating that empire is because the stories like the Steve guy are sharing almost seem boring in comparison. Like yeah. nothing about it is like, okay, he's a bad tipper and he's, you know, mean to his staff. Okay. Yeah, there are all sorts of bad tippers. That could just be mm-hmm. Trevor and Egan, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, I think you're right that it's just, they are so good at going, if we're going to go down in flames, we are going to create the flames ourselves. Yeah. You don't get to do I also this. just want to go to their ranch in Wyoming. That's where they've all been hanging out for the last few weeks. Why Did do you, you want to go there? Because I just want to see what, like, because do you see the photos? Like, she's wearing, like, a weird leather cutout jumpsuit. And I just imagine, like, the locals, like, what the heck is going, <laughs> like, do they go to the general store dress no. like that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Or they have like drones. You yes, know, exactly. That's to, what it is. To, to, to pick up and minions provisions. and minions yeah, go. Well, that's true. <laughs> send the minions, Kanye. <laughs> well, we're gonna send the minions. Um, but when we come back, oh, speaking of sending drones, you probably don't have any drones sitting around collecting dust. But I bet you have a bunch of old technology. Um, turns out we're tossing a lot of money in the trash by sitting on all that old technology. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.